Oh my god, are you talking about the new podcast? It's called Gray's World. Euphoria was really stressful this week. I mean, it made me sick. I, I know I couldn't watch all of it. I can't watch drug stuff. You know, like I'm shocked I can't even fucking watch Euphoria. <laughs> like I'm shocked I even make it through. I really am. Like Jesus Christ. Okay, wait, hold on. We should just start talking about Euphoria. Yeah, I, I know. Okay. I feel like I'm gonna like ruin things. <laughs> Euphoria. Euphoria <laughs> recap. Featuring Emma, hello, but you're going to get a proper introduction later down the line, but featuring Emma, episode five of Euphoria, this was the most stressful one yet, I'd say, of the season. It was. Yes! (laughs) It was! I feel like I forget how to be, like, interesting, because I haven't done that in so long. It's like, yeah. It was. No, but like with the combo of like, well, first of all, last week when we left off, I was like, oh, there's a possibility Rue's like dead. So like when the episode just started, I was like, oh, we're just like starting the episode. Like we don't get any, any closure from her maybe dying. I guess she didn't at all. (laughs) I I know. And it's weird because it is HBO. So it makes me wonder if they would do like the Game of Thrones thing where they'll just like kill their main characters and not give a fuck but i oh is that what happens in game of thrones well um <laughs> i don't watch it yeah i don't know yeah <laughs> i feel like it's too late for me to be like yeah because like but... rue is the definitely by far i mean she's the main character so like i mean it's tricky but i don't think they would is what i'm saying um, i don't either put that into the universe and then they're like <laughs> keep guessing bitch <laughs> 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 but I saw um, somebody tweeted this and it, I feel like it's so true where Euphoria is two shows and it's a high school drama with everybody else and then it's just the heaviest harrowing tale of yes. an addict you've ever yes. seen in this world. Very, <laughs> very, very true because also like I was reminded of this um, in this episode because I hadn't really been thinking about it. When Rue, like, entered Lexi's house – or wait, was it – it was Cassie's house? Yeah, Cassie Lexi's house. Um, And she, like, you know, all the girls were there. They were like, Rue! I was like, I forgot she's (laughs) even fucking friends with these people. Like – I know. I was like, Maddie's hugging Rue? This is insane. Like, I'm just like, I was so lost because Rue is so in her own little drug world, like, all the time. She's so in it. That I forget that she literally knows everybody else on the show. <laughs> and they don't do that good of a job of establishing why all of these characters are friends. I, know. <laughs> I feel like it's just understood. It's like, oh, Rue, and they're hugging her, but she wouldn't be friends with any of them. No, no. Oh my God, not at all. Like on any level. Like also, Rue is like queer, and like these girls, I don't know, like Maddie, I don't know. Actually, do you think Maddie's gonna fuck the babysitter or not? Like, what do we think? No, no, you I don't think don't? so. I think Maddie's no, I think Maddie's straight. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like something why did they have why do they have Mika Kelly on there? Like whenever a character's introduced, I'm like, something else is happening here. Like something has to happen too, because that so sad for Minka Kelly's career if she doesn't come back like she was there for two minutes I don't Uh, understand like I just don't understand where that's going um okay I loved the scene I loved the scene where Rue was just like how how long have you been fucking Nate Jacobs I mean that was iconic (laughs) just it coming from Cassie being like so positive like you don't have to get sober forever just take it one day at a time (laughs) that was killing me like she's so self help positive, and then Rue is like, "Fuck you and your 
with your ex your your best friend's ex but okay on a level i know it's just because it's maddie but like i mean nate and cassie are both single that's all i'm gonna say oh i disagree i am very on maddie's side for this who gives a shit like she does and i do (laughs) me and maddie care We're, we're battling we're battling right now oh you know who's like a sleeper like um favorite character that's like sneaking up on me right now is cassie's mom <laughs> she's so funny like she's the she's love one of the best friends from legally blonde yes iconic she she does a very good like drunk yes mean girl's mom almost yes she yeah that oh yeah she's like the euphoria version of regina george's mom that's very true because truly the the last episode of maddie's birthday where she was like if any of you tell your parents that i'm serving you alcohol your days at this house are over and then also her mom was talking to rue and then right after she's like that girl is not good Well, I'm glad that she said it because I feel like the whole thing this season has been like everyone being so surprised that Rue's not clean. um, And fucking duh. Literally. (laughs) Her eyes are like rolling around her head. I'm like, she's not been normal at all. Oh my God. People really, I've mentioned this before, but like people need to recognize the high person. Like Jules is probably the worst at it. Like, hold on. We need to talk about the beginning where like Elliot and Jules are at the house. I was in shock when they were there. When that, when I found out that they were in the house, I was like in shock. This this was hard to watch. And I feel like it was really good acting. Um, But you know, I, I don't like this season as much as I liked season one. I think um I don't know I, I go back and forth I really like Elliot as a character but I do kind of feel like the Rue and Jules relationship is kind of over to me it has I just to be. it has to like be. I'm yeah it's just I don't know I just I they, they have made a real mess of things a lot of the things that Rue said to her even in that crazy yelling spree were kind of true to Jules like I'm not trying to like I don't know, like, Jules does just want to be loved, and uh, why did she hand Rue a fucking White Claw, and then Rue starts drinking it, and she's like, Rue, why are you drinking White Claw? <laughs> I'm like, Jules, because you stole it, and then you gave one to her. Like, what the fuck are we talking about here? Like, I just feel like they're very confused. It's too much of, like, a young love that just needs to end. Like, it's just bad. It's just, like, bad on both parts. I'm just very over Rue and Jules. Like, I don't need it. But Elliot knew about rules rue's fucking plan to sell these drugs and he let her mom flush them down the fucking toilet oh i know yeah that was shitty but i i actually liked that he like kind of walked it back because i i mean when i was mad at him when he told jules and i was i mean i <laughs> i feel like it's like what i would want to happen in real life and what i want to happen in the show are different because obviously <laughs> very different, she needs yeah. help but it's very, like give her the drugs different. back she's gonna get killed <laughs> literally like i'm sorry at one point there was not one moment where rue could have been like hey mom you thought that i bought all those drugs do you do you know how drug work like drugs work like these aren't my fucking drugs <laughs> like sorry girl like i owe someone ten thousand dollars <laughs> like Holy shit. Except what I she still gonna do? feel like I still feel like a parent is always gonna be like, you know what we're gonna do? 
we're gonna go to the police and like think that's gonna solve everything and that it's you're gonna right be fine and there's like I, uh, what's gonna happen though like what the fuck's gonna happen to i mean i don't even know the whole Lori situation when she showed up at Lori's house i was like i feel sick <laughs> like i don't want to watch this like i know i know i i really didn't like that and i don't well i don't think it's over or i don't know if it's no so, I mean, I guess you can't tell because I don't know if the character is supposed to be autistic or, like, what is going on. But I feel like it's impossible to tell when she was, like, running her a bath and shooting her up with morphine. Is she legitimately trying to, like, help her out because she's going through withdrawal? No. Or no. is she trying to... Uh, okay. No. <laughs> she's not trying to help her, Emma. No, no, no. Okay, she had the pills, and she oh, she said, "Oh, you're right, you're right, right." Like it showed that she had everything, but she's making her shoot drugs because she's never done that before, and she knows it's more addictive. And she's trying to like literally get Rue to just be like on drugs, and I'm sure she's just trying to like pimp her out. Like, yeah. So that Rue ran out of that window. I was so nervous that she was going to get caught. I was like, "Oh my god!" (laughs) Like this was not this was not fun to watch. I don't know. I it was not. It was not. I get that it's like quote unquote good but I just am not really having a lot of fun <laughs> these past couple episodes it's, it's hard I I'm like really shocked that I can get through it because I'm not a drug movie person I'm not a drug tv person like this is the only show I can somehow make the exception for I don't know if it's because Zendaya is like a little angel and I can like remember that in real life and know that this is not her real life like I love Zendaya I don't know I'm just it's hard to watch though like it is like it's fucking tough I think that's why they throw in the moments with like all the other high schoolers to like balance it out <laughs> they're like we can't yeah just have a show about Rue like it would be way too much oh also when Rue showed up to Lori's house she was bumping what a fool believes which I loved <laughs> I the like, music right, is Lori. so good on euphoria <laughs> I can't so remember fucking good I feel like Nate surprisingly is always playing like the best music to me when he's like in his car. Um, I feel like I never know any of Nate's music. <laughs> <laughs> I have to look up what I'm talking about because I feel like it's like old dad music. Okay, and I don't think okay. that that's like accurate for what his character is doing, but I don't know. You know, he's had a weird situation with his own dad. So maybe I mean, that yeah. was intentional. I'm like, I'm really wondering what's going to happen next episode because it's going to be like a Maddie Nate situation it's gonna be like when the preview there was like the tape the fucking disc a gun it was raining like oh i i actually didn't see the preview so um that's exciting i figured (laughs) no i don't care i mean the preview is i I normally watch them um i i don't know how they're just gonna drop us back into the high school drama after that last episode we'll see also i'm not having enough of le um sorry lexi or fez uh, les i'm not having enough les this this season that's that's what i'm they so i feel like this season is a little a little messy um Somebody told me, so you told me the thing about Kat not yes. getting along with Sam Levinson, and that's why her storylines lo- are less. And then somebody told me that uh, Hunter Schaefer won't film with um, Jacob Awardy. So <gasps> what? They, so they totally reworked the storyline because he was supposed to have a weird relationship with Jules, with Jules. because that carries over from season one, and basically yeah. they had to change it because... I guess the actors hate Whoa. each other. 
whoa well it seems like they're in like maybe the only scene they're going to shoot this season together next week so that's a big deal yeah that's interesting but you're right it is messy because of the behind the scenes like this is a messy show like it's yeah. as messy as it is behind the scenes on <laughs> in real life like I'm well like, Zendaya Zendaya dated Jacob Alordi so I wonder if he's just hooked up with everybody on I'm like, the show did they really date I feel like they did yes. for like one week I feel like yeah it's but like, that's that's a chi- like a 15 year old really like I just feel like it wasn't real no they're adults I feel like they were hooking up and one of them wasn't into it enough so that's <laughs> yeah. there's probably I mean, yeah. bad feelings I, I feel mean, like that is just crazy to me because those are the last two people on the entire cast of Euphoria like in the show that would ever hook up is really <laughs> <laughs> truly and genuinely <laughs> it wouldn't happen I mean like really not gonna happen but I miss Kat a lot so I really wish it ha- there was no behind the scene drama because I really miss Kat's presence I know I do too I I still really like her and I like her character um, I and I wish she was there more I know and then but, yeah um... so the, they set up all of that shit in the first episode with Lexi and I Fez know. and, then and dropped it happened. Like... and I almost feel like if they try to do it it's like I don't care anymore like too yeah. much has taken place she's a high schooler and so I for some reason after season one thought he was in high school but he's not. I think he's older or he dropped out or something. But I don't think he's older. I think that he just never went to school in a way. Like he just kind of was a drug dealer his whole life. <laughs> I don't think that he went to school. Like, yeah, um, I think he might be a little older. But again, she is in high school, though. So like, that's weird. Like, sh- you should wait until she's not in high school at all. I know. And I kind of I, I kind of like maybe not the age difference, but I don't think with the drug storylines being as serious as they are I don't like I don't see them together anymore I thought they had really good I chemistry know. at the party I but know this, the shit that's going on with Rue and with Fez and Lori and Mouse yeah. and the girl oh, whose name Faye. I can't remember Faye. Faye. I, I love her I think she I do too she's the I comic like, relief she is side of the story yes which we need we desperately need. <laughs> like, yeah I just don't I don't think that let Lexi and Fez make sense to me anymore because I feel like Lexi would opt out very quickly of the entire situation when she got to know him better maybe that's what the whole scene in the second episode was supposed to do like when she was caught at the um the gas station with Cal I think it was supposed to be like she's not ready for this shit like but I don't know what was even the fucking point it was yeah it was a misleading first episode I'd say for them to set that in Hmm. yeah I agree who knows season's halfway over that wait is it eight episodes or is it 10 episodes fuck a lot of HBO shows are 10 episodes I know because (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if there's anything else to say about euphoria no there's talk about sex in the we we have to get into it okay that was our recap for you for the week so good to have someone else to actually discuss it with instead of me just saying how I feel um but now we have to get into like the actual why we're here it's so we can talk about the sex in the city reboot when we come back we're getting directly into it and here we go and just like that (laughs) okay new episode with a guest this week emma is back say hello hey everyone (laughs) big deal big moment feels just like the old times Um, i know it does i love it and also we're we're here emma is here today to discuss like a quintessential emma and gray thing 
which is sex in the city <laughs> or I guess more specifically I wrote this down I had to google it and just like that that's what the show is called um that's so true you know what I found when I was moving uh I had a grocery bag of dvds <laughs> do you remember when we had joint custody um, over all of the dvds of sex Okay, can I can I read my first note that I wrote at all? I said, me and you have been Sex in the City heads for, since high school. The DVDs! That's what I wrote. I wrote the DVDs. I mean, we were addicted. Bring them, exchange them, because we, we were the parents of these Yes, I mean, DVDs. think about it. Think about it. We, we would buy, not even, it was like, we had so many, there's six and a half seasons, we couldn't each buy a whole season. I mean, it was just a lot. Oh my God, we loved the DVDs. Okay, also, I think I gave all my DVDs away, like my my half of the DVDs away when I was getting rid of my DVDs, which is really sad. Really sad. I I, I should have gone through and seen which ones I ended up with. Um, not that it matters because it's all on streaming, but I know, it was but it's very nostalgic. Very nostalgic. Very nostalgic. I mean, we were obsessed. We were obsessed with the fashion. Very obsessed with the fashion. Very we very obsessed with Carrie to admit it (laughs) that's like the biggest topic of conversation when I feel like anybody talks about sex in the city is who you identified with at different stages of your life and this fucking reboot has ruined everything because I feel like the classic is you watch the show and you're young and you're stupid and it's like oh my god I'm such a carry like main character energy like literally literally and then you realize that she's the worst of the entire group and Miranda's the funniest and just Miranda's like real right so now I feel like I've changed my mind and she's not on the show so maybe that's why I like her the best but I want to be Samantha Samantha's the cool one Samantha's the one that's having fucking sex I and the only one that's doing cool shit in the city (laughs) other than Che and Miranda we didn't see any of the women like actually having like this show had no sex in it it was fucking terrible oh my god let me correct you. The first sex scene in this show is Miranda's teenage son and his girlfriend. That is so <laughs> disturbing on like 15 levels that like I don't even know where to begin. Like, first of all, I don't I don't even understand why that was such a big like storyline of like, oh, Miranda's son and his girlfriend are having nonstop sex and Miranda's just letting it happen. I'm like, okay, so like do we need to be a part of that and witness that all the time or can it just be known? Like I know I'm not a parent, so I guess maybe I am being short-sighted, but I'm not buying that Miranda is afraid of her son to the point that she can't just be like, get the fuck out to his girlfriend Literally. and have him be mad at her and be like, who cares? I You're a teenager. Care. I pay for your existence. Your girlfriend can't order lube to my house. That is so weird. And, and like, the fact that the girlfriend is comfortable with it makes me uncomfortable. Um, Also, the whole Brady storyline, do you remember, like, sorry to jump ahead, but, like, Brady had a really, really weird, like, purpose for this, like, season. Like, it was... It was that with the girlfriend. And then it was uh, Miranda continuing to masturbate in her room while having a conversation with her son on the other side of the door. (laughs) What the fuck? That makes me sick. I don't know. She could have just stopped masturbating. I feel like (laughs) if there's anything that this show gets wrong, it's (laughs) sex in general, which is so funny to me. I... 
don't know if we need to go in order, but if I may bring up the podcast. We don't um, have to go in order because, like, there's just so – I think that everyone who's listening to this has watched the whole season. So I feel like we can bounce around. I have, I definitely have some things on every topic. So please talk about the podcast. So the podcast first episode that they show us in the series, uh-huh. basically the way that they're setting up that Carrie is a prude is because she – doesn't masturbate in public like literally that's not a thing I feel like Carrie Carrie is a prude it's yes canon from the series Carrie thinks like the the pee kink is weird Carrie anal she won't have anal like oh my god she doesn't flags bisexuality she literally wouldn't kiss Alanis Morissette what a dumb bitch is such a prude and the example that they choose to show this is Bobby Lee being like, yeah, where haven't I masturbated in the city? Yeah. <laughs> Acting like it's so As lame. As if like, Carrie people hasn't. have a list of places they've masturbated in public and it's weird if you don't have a list. I'm like, what are we talking about here? Like, it's pervert behavior. Like, it's not like yeah. cool like, sex. It's not sex. <laughs> oh my so God. I, just, I hated that from the start for, yeah. for that to be the setup of Carrie's out of touch now and she doesn't understand what the cool like hip young people are she talking never about fucking did and that means they knew nothing about her to begin with also who in the fuck thought that Carrie would be good for a podcast because she is terrible at it also what is the podcast even called is that her job does she make money from it I'm so I, confused I'll tell you um the podcast is called x y and me and the setup is no fucked up too because it's supposed to be about you know like all genders and so what they've done is they have a middle-aged woman a gross pervert man (laughs) and a non-binary person who's the only person that speaks that's why it also doesn't track that che tells carrie that she needs to step her pussy up up, because this christ bobby lee is never actually like making any of the jokes basically chay's being like where haven't you masturbated in the city and he's like yeah you're right and just like calling him disgusting yeah it's like bobby's just there to like be a little sidekick and he and then but then it's like carrie literally barely speaks at all and it's so is it just chay's fucking podcast that these two people just happen to make quips on because like that's what it seems and then Shay leaves for pilot season and that podcast is fucking done. So, yeah, it was such a bad representation of, like, what a podcast is, I feel. Like, Grace <laughs> the Girls live did calls. not approve <laughs> at all. Like, what the fuck? And then how in the end, Carrie gets rec- – okay, who is that man? Do, are, did you know who that was? Were you familiar with that man? So – I was because in the first episode, he's like in the box, the producer's box. And I immediately sure. noticed that he was too hot of a man to not have a speaking role. So okay, I was like, oh, he's going to come back later. That's how Josh watches TV too. He just thinks beyond, he thinks like a script person. And he's like, well, this clearly has to happen. But at the I same time, they, there's a lot of things where it's like you would think that they would go one way and they just don't. Yes. It's a really badly written show. It was the worst writing on any television show I've ever watched in my life. Like, the (laughs) writing was, I couldn't believe. It was excruciating to listen to. 
one of the reasons I feel like they wanted to do this reboot is because they wanted to bring Sex and the City to like the modern day and basically <sighs> address all of the criticism of being like all you're showing are these white women in New York City and their experiences and so now what they did is they introduced all of these mm-hmm. non-binary and non-white characters but they mm-hmm. wrote them but white Terribly. women wrote them yes. and so it's like do non-binary people talk like this like um i'll tell you what black people don't fucking do be like um uh, you're my only white friend so i had no, to find another white literally. friend to invite to the dinner party that was insane that charlotte was like oh my god i can't have my one black friend be the only black person and then when she tells her black friend she was like girl same it's like i know that was the most forced dinner party situation i've ever had to watch like i couldn't believe they thought that was even realistic on any level how they they forcefully introduced all of these um like side characters if you will because each main character had to have a person of color as their sidekick you remembered this did you watch the the uh documentary the behind the scenes yes and I think so, I know what you're gonna say I think um so me and Emma are talking about how um the day of the finale there was a documentary released called and just like that the documentary and it's like an hour and some change and Emma immediately texted me that I had to watch it so then I did um so that's that's what we're referencing here but in uh... one of the interviews Miranda mentions yep. that the her love interest was supposed to be Naya. I know and the she professor changed it. So that puts like when I rewatch it the entire season after seeing that, it puts it all into perspective that everything they yep. did with Naya was them trying to find what to do with that character because she was no longer going to be Miranda's girlfriend. Literally. And I once once Miranda said that, or I'm saying Miranda, once Cynthia said that in the um, documentary, I was like, oh, that made, it like literally made everything click at a place. It's like, because like you were saying, it's just like, they had to scramble. Like they had to just come up with something and it happened to be, oh, an IVF battle. Like no one gives a shit. I was so uninterested in that storyline. Like I the just most, did not care. The most disorienting part of the whole season was when all of a sudden we're at dinner with Naya and her husband and a couple that we have no idea who yes. they are. Do you There's remember? Never... Wait, that was the episode we got to watch together, right? Yes, and it's like there's never been a moment like that where they pick one of these random, poorly written side characters and do not frame them with the main characters. So it was so confusing. And for it to be something that we, like, care the least amount about to get its own scene. Like, who the fuck wrote this show? Like, how could it How could it have been okay? Like, when I was watching the documentary, I felt like I was going crazy because I was like, you're telling me that they are making a documentary about the making of one of the worst shows ever made. And these people all are making it as if it's like, the they think it's the best shit ever. It is the most secondhand embarrassing thing I've ever fucking watched. It was really hard to get through. It was I, I agree and I disagree. Um, I It was a good hate watch to me. Like, I, I didn't feel like it was a chore to watch it. I definitely watched it, like, as soon as it came out. Well, I watched it every Thursday, of course. It was definitely I, – I don't know. But, like, it, it, it's – as much as I hate watched it and enjoyed hate watching it, the writing is almost too bad for me. Like, it, it made me – 
angry. Yes, yes, yes. Very, very angry. Also, something that was really weird and, like, a general theme of this whole season was, like, how they would introduce random characters and then just go nowhere with them and just you'll never see them again. What was with the downstairs neighbor girl? Why did we have that? I know. I So I almost like that. I feel like what... I wish the show did instead of being like so focused on addressing gender and race is I wish they focused more on age because I feel yes. like that's what they could have done well is be like these women that used to be at in the prime of their life in their 30s really successful careers and, and you know like knew what they were doing in their own realms are now like in their 50s and so they're watching like the young hot things yeah live the life they used to live so I liked that storyline but it was pointless. You're yes. right. Like it was just not like there was nothing that you got out of it other than, I don't know, I guess her life isn't that good because her That's boyfriend dumped her. Like, I feel like there was nothing to gain from these random characters. Like it was just filling space. Like this should have been like five episodes. Like, I don't, I just like that girl. And then also how they like made Carrie date that guy who she had zero chemistry with the guy who threw up, they threw up together. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What was that? And then all of a sudden like they realize that it's just not going to work and then the next episode she is kissing this guy that we do not know then why did we waste our time even getting to know this fucking person like it just was so pointless i also feel like she was too hard on that situation and maybe it's just because i am a notorious drunk vomiter um (laughs) so love that representation but when they're walking out of that restaurant after their first date they are both laughing so hard they cannot speak. Yes, they ended up, he throws up and it makes her throw up. I feel like, does that negate the entire night that they had together where clearly like they're just cracking each other up? I feel like it was too much to be like, that was the worst day they ever went on. It's like, sometimes people drink too much and they vomit and I think we should all just be cool about it. <laughs> I mean, like they both did. So I feel like it exactly. should not have been that big of a deal. And Carrie was so dramatic about it that he should have been like, you're being way too dramatic about this. So I'm out. Like, I feel like that should have just been the way it was. Like how she got dressed to the nines to meet him outside of where they were supposed to go on a date and then say, I'm not going on this date with you. I was like, what is that shit? And they made it so easy for her because he goes, we're not having dinner, are we? And it's like, how did he know that? If I showed up at a restaurant and my date was there, it's like, I don't think anything that they like, anything that they could do with their face or body language would make me be like, oh, I guess this date isn't Isn't happening happening, at the location that we're at right now. So much of this show, I was just like, I don't care, including the entire finale. Like, I think they were setting up these scenes that were supposed to purposely, like, make you feel something about, like, anything. And on every scene, I was just like, I don't care. The conversation with Miranda and Carrie in the bathroom, which was in identical conversations to what they had in the show of when Carrie was going to Paris, it was identical. I don't care anymore. We've already heard this conversation and I don't care if Miranda goes because then maybe she won't be in the city and she won't be on the show with Che. I do kind of want to talk about Miranda's storyline as a whole because yeah. I don't know what point they were trying to make, but it feels like we end the season and she is not in a good place. So no, 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 no. I feel like she's delusional on a level. I think a lot of it also has to do with the fact that Cynthia Nixon and Sarah Ramirez don't have chemistry nope. at all. Nope. And so their relationship feels so fake to me because also you pointed it out. I mean, it 
tracks a little bit more to me that Miranda, I mean, except for the fact that I can't fucking get it because Steve is great, but so Miranda's unhappy in her marriage. So she immediately thinks that she's in love with this person that she cheats with. But what the fuck does Che see in Miranda? I'm sorry. She has nothing going for her at this point in time. So she quits her job at the law firm to become a female advocate but then just gives up on it. That storyline went nowhere because it was, I'm sure originally she was supposed to be with Naya. And so this was her passion. But yeah, like, you're she right. She gave up on that passion so fast. She's not interested in school at all. She abandons her internship to go to a live taping of a pilot because that's okay. a common thing. Like, uh, first of all, what is she, what was she going to school for? Like, I, I was kind of unclear on that from the get To get a graduate degree in like humanitarian in humanitarian studies so she would be a lawyer for she would represent women okay in it's like in cases like that basically she didn't want to do corporate stuff because it's like it's like miranda you were a partner at a law firm and now you're literally leaving your family and friends behind to go to la with a random person you met a month ago that you've been fucking she's she's straight up a bad mom i hate when shows like give mom characters like a quote-unquote like reason to just be gone because even if your son is going backpacking for a month it's like I just kind of feel like that doesn't mean you don't have to be there I just yeah I feel like it's always like oh yeah my like my child's son has plans so I can just do my own thing like he's not gonna need to call or like he's a little child I was just gonna say she hates her kid and it's so fucking obvious (laughs) so I know but like I hate kids so like I get it but it's like funny to me that like they basically made Miranda like want to forget about having a literal family this season they were like "Mm, she hates it she hates the husband hates the son she's over it she wants Jay she wants Jay all day um something else I think that like the first episode of this show happened and like everyone was kind of like that was bad right like that was really bad but like you didn't want to say it because it was like at the start of this of the new season and you're just kind of like I don't know if it was that bad okay then season two happens I'm sorry episode two happens and you get the Chucky subway scene and I think that moment single-handedly let the internet know that we were allowed to make fun of the show because the show is fucking stupid and bad. Um, the Chucky in the subway. What? Like, do you because... remember how rapid fire that spread around the internet? <laughs> and people didn't even know if it was real or not because it seemed like it could have been fake. <laughs> it's like, how is this a still from a real show? <laughs> So I feel like Miranda was responsible for letting us know that, like, yeah, this show is really bad. Like, it truly is really, really bad. (laughs) But it's also, it's, like, it's social issues for babies because she saves Naya from getting mugged and then goes, oh, am I being a white savior? Oh, Because you're black and I helped you not get mugged. Well, now you are. (laughs) It's the most, like... To make the point that Miranda was so inspired by, I guess what they were referencing, I I don't know if she said anything specific, but, you know, like police brutality and and deaths, I guess Mm -hmm. is what inspired her to quit her job to become an advocate. And so for her to not understand that, like what white saviorism is to the point that she thinks that she can't help a black person who's getting mugged because they might be like, I don't need your help. You're white. Like, 
she's missing the point so hard. It's so stupid. And then she just abandons it completely. Because I feel like it was all, I feel like Miranda's storyline was supposed to totally be about race and about abandoning her Mm -hmm. career path. And she was Mm going to fall in love with a black woman. Mm -hmm. And Cynthia Nixon was like, well, what if she fucks Che instead? What about this Che character? Nothing made sense anymore that they had set up, including the fact that Naya has no reason to want to be friends with Miranda. No. The plot device that they use is Naya's confiding in her about getting pregnant and having, it's a struggle. And she's talking to the world's worst mom. (laughs) (laughs) She also, there's no reason behind her choosing Miranda to talk about this stuff. Is it purely because Miranda is her age? That's why. It's because it's her age. All the other kids are younger. And it's like, you don't have any other actual real life friends that aren't your students that are your same age? It was so forced. It was, it was, it literally went from like the subway saving to them getting dinner. It's like, why would that happen? And I was like, this feels awkward. Like this bitch cannot like Miranda, right? Like, I'm sorry, but like they wrote Miranda so terribly that I don't, I don't understand anyone liking Miranda, like any of them. I agree. I feel like they ruined her the most absolutely it was that was that's probably the saddest part of this whole reboot is miranda like not even like anything else like there's a lot of upsetting things can we talk about how bad the fashion is because the fashion is actively really really bad it's a parody almost and so watching that documentary such a good point it was fun to watch but literally I, i think you mentioned it on one of your previous episodes but to bring it up again the hat well, we have to talk about the hats because the hats is a major part of the documentary. It's like <laughs> this woman cannot get dressed. Carrie is the one that I'm speaking of, but to a certain degree, all of them, unless I think everyone she covers herself from head to toe in something insane. Like there are layers beyond belief, but like bad layers like like things that like no one should be wearing and yet these people just have I've never seen outfits like this in my life and when you watch the documentary they they give you this like reminiscent of like all the old clothes from the show and you're like wow that was such a good look oh that was such a good look and then they just start showing I guess we need to talk about how Pat Fields was the director um, of all of the costumes of Sex and the City and the movies all of a sudden no 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 we've got her little assistant molly now and she's pure trash i'm sorry <laughs> she is so fuck can i do this job she is so unqualified for this job i feel like that i ha- am more qualified <laughs> so i think it i know pat field did the movies but i think it started with the movies where the other issue that sex in the city ran into besides the fact that it was very white is these women are psychotically rich in a way mm-hmm. that relates to no no one, one. <laughs> This show was hinged upon being in your 30s and like the weird dating stuff that you run into. And then by the time that they're in their late 40s and 50s, it's like, well, all of them are millionaires yes. several times over. Yes. And and like basically all don't have to work and just can have a bunch of money and buy all their clothes and shoes and just have brunch all the time. That it they, makes, they can just do that. <laughs> it makes no sense to i mean i guess rich people exist i'm sure but it just i feel like it's like this huge elephant in the room where it's like this is no one like nobody is represented anymore in these women and i feel like that kind of gets to like the crux of like carrie is not when 
they end the show being like where Carrie really shines is when she talks to live callers and talks relationship <laughs> advice. And then they end on this woman calling and being like, I just, you know, and he left me like, and I just am left being like, why did he leave me? And Carrie, and then like, what does Carrie say? She goes, I don't know. <laughs> she literally is like, I wish I could tell you. She's, and she's like, okay. if there's one thing that I learned, it's like when my husband died, all she knows is her own struggle. <laughs> yes, And it comes no. up comes up so much in the season where anyone is complaining about anything in life Miranda's marriage is stale and the sex is bad and she's like well you know who can't fuck me because my husband's husband's dead dead. (laughs) yeah literally I need a montage of every time Carrie brings up Big being dead because it is literally like it was making me fucking mad towards the end so you're absolutely right when the caller is like asking her for advice because this is a call in and get advice about your relationship situation from Carrie of all people like Jesus Christ (laughs) oh my god where do I even begin and the woman is like asking her for advice and Carrie immediately just dismisses it and immediately talks about her dead husband big and I'm like so is that is that the entire podcast it should be called my dead my husband is dead like it should not be called sex in the city because first of all you can't call it that when you already had a column and books in that name Carrie it doesn't it's like it's you it's not the same like it's getting not the dumped same. by a person who's alive and doesn't want you anymore is not the same as your like husband who apparently was still obsessed with you right up until the end dying <laughs> <laughs> like just, i hated every time she brought that up i was like you know what it would be easier at this point if he just wasn't fucking dead like i just can't even i can't okay. take it anymore So I feel like we talked about the mishandling of the new characters. And can we talk about the mishandling of the old characters that weren't on the show? So Big, (gasps) Stanford, and Samantha. And how badly they fucked up every single one of those. Yes. I actually have that completely written down. So we really do need to get into that. Um, Which one do you want to talk about first? I feel like I want to talk about Big. Because he was in the first episode, like died in the first episode. So we can start there. Um, I don't care that he died. I'm unattached. Um, the way that he died was one of the most shocking deaths. I I guess I'll say death scene in quotation marks, uh, that I've ever seen on TV. It was so bad. And because the insane unanimous response of everyone being like, that was way too long. It makes me think that at one point it was even longer and they showed it to test audiences and they were like, what the fuck? And so they cut it down to what it was, which was still easily like two or three minutes too long of him gasping for breath and her not calling 911. I I just couldn't understand like, what did she think? How did no one give her shit for that? I guess no one was there. I guess maybe that's why I think she killed him, um, obviously on purpose. Um, But like his eyes were open. Yeah. When she got there and she just stared at him and did nothing. And then ran over to him and hugged him and did nothing. I hugged him in the water, was drowning him. I think she was trying to drown him first. And then she was like, ooh, nature's going to work itself. He's having a heart attack. Uh, I just don't understand. I don't understand. And then Miranda was literally over at Carrie's house before his body left the apartment. That's we a little about, too soon. When we hung out, when we hung out, it's like, what if she called literally Miranda first before she called the paramedics? She's like, Miranda, get over here. We've got something to do. You've got, we got to deal with this. There's something going on. 
just come over. Oh my god, yeah, it was that like, was very strange. Um, but then actually weird, like we need to talk about the effects though because then peloton stocks dropped because he fucking rode a peloton in the fucking show and then died so then ryan reynolds comes along and he's like hey big let's make things right i'm gonna run i'm gonna produce this commercial about peloton with you but then all of the rape allegations come out about chris Noth. yeah so what a chain of events that big dying started honestly I know. And so I think that also really changed. Apparently he was literally in the last episode as like a, yes. know, in the dream and they cut yep. him out, which yep. that makes sense. And I, I honestly, I agree. I think with the way that this setup started when the show started with the three characters that they had, I do think him dying was probably the right choice yeah. because I mean, what were you going to do with her if she was yeah. just happily married like, or if you gave her the divorce storyline, then what do you do with Miranda? They had to, they had to kill a husband yeah so that they could leave one happy marriage and one divorce yeah um, very good point so that that's fine for me for the most part it does because of the writing it's like it does cast like a horrible vibe I guess I'll say on her entire behavior like she's so annoying in the entire season because she's so and I, I feel like that sounds really selfish because I in real life when your spouse dies you can be sad for forever and definitely for you know a year or however long the the season is supposed to span over but yeah I gotta tell you it's not that fun to watch on tv I know like I guess with big dying it was just like that was just like her having to just do a bunch of random shit all season long I I don't know I'm just kind of like they didn't even know what they were going to do with Carrie I feel like the hip surgery Um, just weird shit just like weird the the chiropractor episode like just everything was just weird well yeah so um one of the the weird storylines that I think that they started and then we're just like fuck I don't know how to do anything with this so they never came back to it I don't think it's normal to leave your ex-wife a million dollars for no reason. No, Everyone's just being like, yeah, in my experience, when you leave things unsaid, you do it with money. And it's like, um, no, I don't think that's right. I feel like it should have been a letter that she felt like she couldn't open. And Natasha was like, I don't fucking want this. Yes. Or something like that. But a million dollars is so weird. I was sure that one of those sons was bigs and then it's like no it's not. i know you did tell me that when we hung out you were like that was a good theory too because in, in my head i'm like why would they just bring natasha back for like nothing but i'm like oh because that's what they do on this show um that's their favorite thing they love bring to do her back nothing. bring um, her back but like make her show up at the funeral like do something yeah interesting. it just didn't tie but in well like why would he leave her a million dollars and then also that raised the question it's like jesus fucking christ how rich how rich was is he big i know i know to leave a million dollars like to it's that nothing. lady i know and also like she doesn't need a million dollars like she did all. she didn't take it she didn't want it so it's like know, what was the but, point like, of that knew she didn't need it so exactly. i'm just kind of like why even fucking do it and then also if you are going to literally have that written into your will and not tell your wife i'm sorry and just wait until you die for her to find that out that is fucking weird like why would you not just be like oh by the way remember that whole fucking natasha thing i just left her some money in my will like i feel like he could have gotten away with just saying that 
one time. (laughs) I agree. I also think not to like, I feel like this entire season I've been like, well, if I was in the writer's room. Yeah, Uh, we should have written this show. It would have been way fucking better. Make it a fucking letter. And that could be like the whole thing where it's like, she can't open the letter because it's a million dollars. And Tasha's like, I don't want it. And so that's the end of the situation. So it's like, problem solved case closed i feel like i don't know i just i hated it, it i thought so that was boring. a waste it was just stupid like hold on we need to talk about stanford too because that's the other that's they oh they did him God. the worst i think they did him the absolute worst of everybody well yeah him and Sam- i mean him and samantha it just it logically makes no sense no sense at all so obviously willie garson died in real life during filming which is so sad because honestly one of the best characters on sex and city ever stanford love stanford every time he was in a scene it was like a treat it was like oh stanford's here like and in the documentary um sarah jessica parker did mention that she was like he was the one that was like in my apartment in the show the most and that is true she would hang out one-on-one with him in the apartment a lot so i think that's like a nostalgic thing of like yeah it was like Carrie's like uh, actual best friend in a way because she was more judgy around him than anybody else which I like I agree um, and I thought his episodes before he is not on the show anymore I thought he did better like in the new context yes. than anyone like he didn't absolutely seem cringe the one of the very few interesting storylines I felt like that they tried to start and I'm sure it would have gone farther if he hadn't died but was him and Charlotte yes. basically having this a battle animosity that like they had mentioned had been there for years where it was like I'm one of Carrie's best friends just yep. because I wasn't in the core four like things have changed now I'm coming to lunch like I thought that was so yes. good like G-O-I-B I'm fucking Stanford like you don't get to like tell me I can't have lunch with you like that exactly. was like wow I was like fuck you Charlotte like you- Charlotte oh I don't even know where to begin I mean I guess we'll talk about that in a minute but because we're talking about Stanford but Charlotte's really bothering me obviously this season um and but I was I was interested in that storyline because it was like almost like the most real storyline that could have happened was like yeah an inner friend fight like you know a group of you know friends are fight I don't know it just seemed the most normal I think that you brought this up to me it was like the way that it was so obvious that from the point on that um Stanford is no longer in the show they just shoved Anthony in the scenes that were meant for Stanford so clearly so because Carrie and Anthony are not friends no at all they have never been friends i mean they're they're acquaintances sure through charlotte if charlotte is not around carrie has has never ever once hung out with anthony one-on-one so now she's just best friends with him and they're like going shopping together are you fucking kidding me it's really infuriating and also to get to the point so I, i guess they killed big and it was like that's the only death that we're allowed to do so i feel like yeah when an actor dies, obviously they'll never be on the show again. And so they needed to write him out in a better way. And I know Absolutely. it would I know it would have really derailed things to have a second monumental death in Carrie's life. But to have him <laughs> established as one of her very best friends and most important people mm-hmm. getting her through the tragedy of losing her husband. And then she finds a note in her apartment that is handwritten, not even a text message. She doesn't even nope. try to call him. Nope. And he has left his husband, Anthony, 
to move to Japan to manage a TikTok star. Yep. Yep. And we had no inkling of any of this at all. It came out of nowhere. And when Carrie was delivered the news by Anthony, I'm pretty sure her reaction was like, oh, like it was like she didn't even give a fuck that he was gone. Like she didn't care at all. And like, I understand that like you can't have two people die that big of characters, but like the show itself should have like it was offensive how they wrote him off of the show like they should have done it up so big in this way that was like joyous like I cannot believe that they did me this dirty on Stanford's exit of the show of the entire series it was they, very offensive they did it so fast and I think they should have figured out a way to extend the story of him leaving for whatever reason he needed to leave yes. in the world and he wouldn't he, you know there was no way to film the scenes because he died so suddenly so I get that but it's like make it a series of phone calls where you can't see him on the other end but like make it more than she gets a note and she doesn't even feel yes. the need to reach out or respond to one of her best friends of life who has just left her, which parallels so much what has happened with Samantha. I know. That just her friends are just moving. And to to act like, I mean, I know that the Samantha thing was planned because Kim Cattrall didn't do the show. But then to do the same thing with Stanford, she doesn't give a fuck. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. I know. For her to be so hung up on Samantha and not give a shit about Stanford, like, they overlooked that completely. They... They really did. They just, like, threw Anthony in there to try to, like, distract us from realizing Stanford, like, was done so dirty. But we do, speaking of Samantha, we have to get into that. Because they introduce her, quote-unquote, introduce her. Well, I mean, they talk about it in the very first episode. Because they have to. They have to address it. Because that's what the entire fucking viewers want to know is like is there a new samantha are they going to talk about samantha is samantha dead they should have just fucking made samantha dead i don't know what else to say they can't they should not be allowed to like have text messages from samantha because that's basically trying to have samantha on the show she said she didn't want to fucking be on the show it's also just difficult because it's hard to imagine a world in which that friendship would end and I, I just, I can't, I can't believe it. Like, I just, I don't believe that that friendship uh, would The end. way that it did, too. She said it was over, like, money. Over, like, her not paying her. And I'm like, Samantha wouldn't give a fuck about that. I agree. And that's another really big problem with this show in general is that Sarah Jessica Parker is the executive producer yep. and she never yep. looks stupid and she's never in the wrong. I mean, even no. though, obviously, we know that Carrie is a huge fucking narcissist, but absolutely as a character that she can't be in the wrong. yeah is not there and i nope. think if they wanted to legitimize a story where samantha has moved and is no longer friends with them carrie should have actually fucked up in a way that makes sense for carrie to fuck up like being insanely selfish or yeah. you know just no like uh, the reason in real the reason like me and you've seen this show we've seen the movies we live this show they would have stopped being friends because Samantha would have gotten tired of the way that Carrie is as a human and a friend. Like, she's a terrible person. And I think Samantha would have just been like, I'm done with this. Goodbye. Not because she didn't pay her for some service. Like, I just can't believe that they thought that we would buy it. Like. I know. I agree. Absolutely and not. Also, I know we don't get to make the rules, but Samantha was more plugged into New York City than any of them. Like, I know. when Carrie's like 
buy uh, another insane storyline buys that million dollar apartment downtown she's like i've never lived downtown it's like you don't know anything about new york city you fucking loser like (laughs) i that the apartment made me irate it made no (laughs) sense you already have your dream fucking apartment that you own that you tailor design to your to your fuck to a t and yet you're gonna buy a random glass house apart like i just don't understand anything (laughs) on this show like so stupid don't get it and then the fact that it's like they act like you can just like get rid of an apartment like you her you her bff we, that's the other the, the most i like the actress and i think the character could have been interesting but sima is like the least written i know. of all of the i know non-white best friend uh additions but um that she's like all right girl so sell it it's like she had to pay her like probably Literally. like uh, like thousands of dollars in commission and that I she know. just lost and she's acting like oh we signed the papers yesterday hmm, re- reverse it today who cares I'm, like, I'm smoking a cigarette outside i'm gonna try to find a date i'm like what how does real estate work in new york is it drastically different from everywhere else like what is this that was, was dumb the, the apartment and then how she's in the kitchen now because she likes to cook now stop just stop like you're just giving them all new identities because they're 50 instead of 30. Like, Carrie doesn't cook. She's never going to. And I don't want to eat any of her food. But also, it's like, yeah, they did. It's like, oh, Carrie cooks now, you know, whatever. But it's like, she's also, I don't even know what word to use other than, like, stupid. She can't figure out what's beeping in her house. Like, oh my! And so she calls wrong Anthony. With you? She calls Anthony, someone who is not inside of her house, to tell her, what is beeping inside of her own house what and just like call maintenance like do anything differently don't sell your apartment because your dishwasher or fridge is beeping i just i i it's back to the the thing about them being so rich that it's like this is not relatable it's like what the fuck was that that she just felt guilty so she spent millions of dollars on an apartment and then changed her mind yep that was that was an entire plot line she's so rich that she could buy an apartment and then change her mind and we are supposed to learn something from that well i didn't didn't at all except that i hate carrie even more it was yeah it was very stupid to me um Um, i feel like god how how about when she texts samantha i kissed a boy (laughs) or a man i kissed a man i'm like first of all samantha would have been like cool i'm currently fucking five men so like (laughs) what (laughs) i thought they i (laughs) I thought so. I thought that like some of the text messages kind of worked, like when she told the story about Samantha pulling her diaphragm out for her, and like Samantha that like, was the most was, like, realistic one, yeah, yeah. And then when she was like, "Oh yay!" like you know, you're you're kissing again, but like we're still not friends anymore. So, so I thought that was fine. I think it's just frustrating because it's like, well, then why is she gone? Like yep. I just it seems yep. like she would get over this. Yes. And we know that that's not going to happen because Kim Cattrall will never be on the show. So I just never. don't understand that they're going to be like, oh, yeah, like Sarah Jessica Parker to her core. We're not beefing anymore, but she's just still not our friend. Like, we just let her go. It's like, I feel like if they did have a rift and they were able to repair it, it's like they would go back to being very best friends. Also, you're not you're telling me that Samantha has zero reasons to travel to New York City for work at all and meet up with the girls at all, not even one time. Bullshit. 
That's what I'm saying. It's she's just a like a PR person. She's absolutely going or communicating going to New York City. I don't know. Yes. I know. Obviously, I'm sure London and PR is like a thing, but I just I feel like Samantha is so New York. I just I, and I, how they basically used Samantha as a crutch for the end of the entire season for having Carrie to be able to text her and be like, hey, I'm in Paris. Want to grab a drink? And how they're on good terms now. I'm like, so we're basically ending the entire entire Carrie storyline with Samantha. Interesting. Interesting. I know. Yeah. I mean, They didn't I, need to go to Paris. That was so stupid. They did not need also, to go to Paris. Okay. It's so unfortunate that Kim Cattrall is the actress that has the bad blood and won't be on the show because if anybody has a case to no longer be in the French group it's Charlotte because Carrie very clearly hates Charlotte's guts and it's so relevant throughout the season ending in the fact that Carrie and Charlotte and Miranda are supposed to go to Paris and when Miranda can't go Carrie doesn't want Charlotte (laughs) to come anymore (laughs) she's like I'd rather go by myself than just go the two of us yeah, because, I mean, me and you have been talking about this for a full hour. How many times have we mentioned Charlotte? Like, maybe once. Like, just so not part of the group. Um, How about, did you mention, I mean, did you realize um, in the documentary how much time was spent showing the behind the scenes of Charlotte's tennis scene? It was like, <laughs> like 30 biggest. fucking minutes long. I mean, I, I paused it and I said, Josh, why are we still watching about tennis? Why, why, are, we, why are we looking at this? I don't, I don't care. I think it's the issue with the show that started about four single women. And then now we have this solid relationship. And it's like they don't know yep. what to do with these characters if they're not miserable or single. So it's like... You're right. I feel like all of the Charlotte storylines, aside from Rock, which I we need to talk about Rock. We well, need to talk um, about Rock. <laughs> but everything that she did with LTW, um, it's LTW, like, lettuce, there was tomato, no... something like uh, Wickles, like uh, what the fuck, <laughs> LTW. There was no point to any of those stories. No. Like, it was like, oh, me and my husband get in fights. So do you and your husband. It's like that was Literally, the whole episode of the tennis thing. That was, was like, an entire. Sometimes, yeah, you fight with your husband, and you think that somebody's judging you. But they fight too. I'm like Jesus Christ. So we had to have a whole tennis scene about this. Like it just like the fact that Charlotte. I think we talked about this, but like the in real life, but like the fact that Charlotte wants to win over LTW so hard but we don't even realize like we're like what who is LTW like what does she do and why does Charlotte even care like I'm just so lost like I'm just like why should I give a shit like I don't (laughs) that's the show's continued problem with race is that like when in trying to add people of different races they make them seem stupid. Yes. Like when they're at, when she's at the dinner party and basically LTW, Charlotte's new black friend, has a mother-in-law that apparently, I guess maybe like they have, doesn't like her very much. I don't know, like talk shit about her. And the mother-in-law's being like, you wasted all this money on all this art. And Charlotte, the old art collector goes, actually like, this is a so-and-so and this is a so-and-so. That like, was the These are really good investments. But also like, why does Charlotte need to say that for the mother-in-law yes. to like be like, yes. oh, my daughter-in-law isn't stupid wasting her money. Like obviously LTW is like, yeah, dog, like I'm extremely rich and I bought this art that I could probably yeah. sell for more than I bought it for. It's like, we don't need the white lady who quit her gallery job 
25 years ago to be like, these are actually worth a lot of money. These are good. This is good art. And you should know that. And then the mom is just like completely won over because Charlotte literally read just like said the artist's name and title of a few uh, fucking paintings. And now the mom is like on board. The show still puts the white characters at the top. Like they're the smartest. They know everything. Their approval is the most important. The way that they try to incorporate it but fail so hard is, like, even worse than them not doing it at all is, <laughs> is how I'll say it. I like, 100% agree. Like, just write a character and have it be played by a Black actress and don't yeah, have everything yeah. she does be, like, be, because I'm Black. I'm black. <laughs> yes. Like, it could just be a normal storyline, not about race. Like, and they don't get that. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> it always had to come down to it. Like, <sighs> okay. And then, so... <laughs> rock (laughs) yeah I was gonna say rock I mean again that was their way of trying to be like well we've got to give Charlotte some kind of like diversity issue like we've got you know you know she she went to the dinner party whatever that's not enough we need to give her like an interpersonal like family drama (laughs) what's the what's rock's name originally is it rose 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 is now rock y'all get what i'm saying um not a name <laughs> uh, okay not a name not a name on any level um i just feel like we had to accept that because it was like a trans child coming up with their own name so like we're not allowed right. to criticize it but i am and it's a bad fucking name <laughs> and it's not so bad <laughs> and then so um the other the more that we talk about this the more that i'm realizing that Cynthia Nixon ruined this entire season because You're I'm not right. saying that, that like multiple gender storylines or non-binary people can't exist, but I feel like the show deprived us of, I, Charlotte should have been the one to meet Che and be Absolutely. like, I'm going through this issue with my child yep. and I ask you yep. these awkward questions because I don't know any fucking non-binary people because I grew up on the Upper I'm East Side sure and <laughs> <laughs> and instead Che is in the hotel room in the kitchen fingering Miranda and I know you're so completely right. separate that is exactly what it, I wonder if that's what Shay was more so going to do you know how it was like it yes probably be Miranda's partner but there's no way that non-binary people are happy with Jay. There's just no way. <laughs> There's no way that anyone's like feeling represented through Jay. I mean, well, I, I there's also, no way. I also wonder how non-binary and trans people feel about rock too, because yes, I feel like there wasn't enough attention paid to rock. Nope. And rock is really fucking unlikable. Like they yeah. are so, so I guess and you know they're a kid so that's reasonable but I just feel like still what is just like what is the point because Charlotte never for a second is like bigoted or the thing she's sad about is like oh you can't have dolls anymore it's like these are are like very minimal issues I feel like it's a more interesting storyline to be like how does this prissy girly mother deal with her yes daughter coming out as non-binary i feel like they could have pushed a little harder instead of the weird fucking tennis shit to be like yeah yes. charlotte would have a problem with this and that's fine like because i just feel like she would have had to learn about it right and it doesn't need to be it doesn't need to be 
disapproval, but just show her struggling a little bit more other than just immediately being like, they mitzvah, like haircut, rock. (laughs) Yeah, it was like so glossed over in a way that was like, y'all are missing, if y'all are going to have a trans child on this show, you need to actually have trans issues on this show. And y'all don't. And it's like, you you can't just be like, oh, but we have a trans character. It's like, you didn't talk about one aspect of what, like, hardly at all of why this would be a difficult thing. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's like the, the school immediately is like, this happens all the time. We've got yeah. eight other trans kids. Yeah. <laughs> like, just They're no like, big get deal. on board and let's move on. This is a, <laughs> like, I just. Oh, Charlotte and Harry, or like, make Charlotte accepting and make Harry the bigot. Like, do something. something. I feel like it was so. Harry like was rose so forgotten. Glasses. This, whole, this whole season, Harry basically couldn't have. He could have not been in the show. Nothing would have changed. Well, the show does not give a fuck about the husbands. No, nope. I need, we need to, to talk, talk about, Steve. about Steve. We need to talk about Steve. Poor, poor, poor Steve. I feel like they made him mentally disabled. And I don't. I don't understand. So rude. The beginning episodes here to the point that it's nonsensical it's like just like like, they don't tell us what happened (laughs) and also they make fun of him constantly it's like that would be really upsetting to lose your hearing and they're just constantly like fuck you steve like making me repeat myself it's like (laughs) that's really sad (laughs) i feel like they shit on him this whole entire season like first of all he was First of all, they made him deaf. They didn't explain it to like at all. Like they just went into straight like making fun of him. I don't understand why. Then, I mean, we don't know anything about Miranda's unhappiness. And all of a sudden it's like happens in like 30 minutes of us like finding out about it. And then her basically like one episode later telling Steve like, hey, I'm not happy here. He is so blindsided that that was almost the saddest part of the show for me. How blindsided Steve. He was like, so you're done? Like we're done? Like... In his little and they made Brooklyn it, accent. But, like... They made it, was, it too easy. Yeah. Because he should have been, like, sorry, no. Yeah. Fuck this. I know. Because that was the love of his life. In the second episode at Big's funeral, he says, like, you know, kudos to Carrie. If it was you in that box, like, I don't know what I would do. Because he still loves her He actually so does much. love her. I know. And then the fact that they took away his ability to have sex is so fake like yes i'm sure after like it it literally hasn't even been that long it's i mean you know 25 years is a long time but so yeah i'm sure they're not having sex very often that's fine but it's like i bet he would remember you know what i mean like if miranda was all of a sudden in the mood it's like where's the clitoris like he was acting like didn't she close didn't she quote say that it was like years since they had had sex or am i making that up yeah and then i can't remember what she said when he tried to finger her because normal like i just don't accept that i mean i i didn't have a problem with that but it's like when she was horny i I don't know but it's like i feel like it's i don't want to make it about like you know like women don't want to have sex anymore and men do but like (laughs) I just uh, feel like it's so ridiculous that it's like, oh, it's been so long that I don't know how to have yeah, sex anymore. I have forgotten. My hand can't touch a vagina anymore in the right way to feel good on my wife. I'm like, Steve, <laughs> how, how could you? They made it so he's forgotten how to finger? 
I'm like, children finger? I'm like, that's a high schooler's game. What are we doing here? Like, it's he the... fucks. He was a bartender. Like, it's so rude. So dirty. It's also just unfair because of the first movie where essentially he went through this and he cheated. <laughs> yep. And he was yep. so villainized. Mm. And then for him to then be very understanding of Miranda doing the exact same fucking thing. And it's yep. just like, and then he, sh- you know what I mean? It's like, she asks for a divorce and then they all go help out uh, Charlotte's like painting project. <sighs> like I wouldn't hang out with my estranged wife like days after she but asked see, for a divorce. That's why Steve is like the best guy on this fucking show. Because he was like, yeah, I'm still going to show up for Miranda because he still loves Miranda. Like, uh, he's, I want he like, to get back care. together. He's I don't like, think she, I don't think she deserves him. But no, I don't. I don't so see Miranda and Che as working out for multiple reasons. Che is not a good person. The nope. pilot, the karaoke party. The no, nuts. no, no. It's, I just, I'm just like saying no because I'm just rejecting that memory coming back into my brain. Uh, what was the song again? <laughs> California, uh, California girls. girls okay not the Katy Perry version um and uh, <laughs> no it's yeah it's the Beach Boys um version and um also Miranda doesn't seem like she's in a good place like she gave up her internship nope. she doesn't give a fuck about school anymore she's a deadbeat mom <laughs> and she, she broke up with her, her husband, husband. She basically gets in a fight with Charlotte and Gary every scene. <laughs> like, like it's like nobody. She's is a recovering a alcoholic. Time. Okay, maybe, maybe. Yeah, they really uh, like lightened uh, the load on alcoholism, giving it to her right. and then yanking it away two episodes later. I'm like, wow, that was they used shitty. it. They used it as a plot device. Yep. Like it's like, yep. oh, I'm sad. So I'm disease. pounding airplane bottles by myself at all times of the day. And then yeah. as soon as she starts hooking up with Che, it's like, oh, well, I don't need this anymore. Unless I want to. <laughs> Literally. And then I can, and it's totally fine. Literally. I'm like, this is the most poorly depicted alcoholism, again, on any show I've ever watched. How this are they show, getting away with this? Like, this, this show, show has is, money. This show has fucking money. And they're, in they're trying, just fucking ruining it. In trying to be more inclusive, this show has become offensive to black people alcoholics non-binary people people, comedians podcast hosts (laughs) uh comedy concert goers um why there's no comedy comedy concert why do they stand at a comedy show why would why so sex in the city um reboot is responsible for coming up with a phrase and it's comedy concert like that has never been a phrase ever that has never been spoken whoever wrote that is like credited for coming up with that like who are the writers of this show i think it's a lot of the same ones uh oh they did show a little bit in the documentary they showed a little bit of the writers in the documentary being like yeah when i had menopause like i got my period no one ever talks about that and i'm like so you are trying to make Charlotte, like, more relatable by saying that this actually happened? Like, it's not working for me because I don't care. I mean, that's the issue. It's like they added all this stuff, but the writer's room is still primarily white women that are the exact same yes. age as the main character. So yes. they don't know how to write teenagers. They don't know how to write any non-white person. They don't know how to write transgender characters. Yep, they had to have all of them. They just had to. They had to. 
Um, the other thing that came out of that conversation about the writers is the rule that all of the plot lines from Sex and the City used to come from it had to have actually happened to someone in the writer's room. And the first yeah. thing that I immediately thought of, and I want to hear yours, but mine was funky tasting spunk. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 God. But so it's um, like, what psycho thing happened on Sex and the City? And it's like, there was a rule but it had to have happened to one of the writers. Well, so all of that shit is real. I remember, because me and you, with, with the DVDs, we would listen to all the commentary. Um, or, I mean, I've, I list, I've listened to every commentary that is available for Sex and the City, the DVDs. And I remember them saying that, like, if if Michael Patrick King had, like, another person on with the commentary, like, they would be like, yeah, I, we wrote this because this literally, we wrote about what was happening in our actual Cindy lives. Shupak. Yes, Cindy Shupak. <laughs> And she would be like, oh, well, I had, I had like, um, you know, this guy asked me to do anal or something. I just remember that like the anal storyline was from real life, um, which is like, I think all of them were. Yeah. Apparently every single one of them were actual real, but like funky tasting spunk. Oh my God. Like I, okay. If I were in that position, I don't think I would tell him. I would just move on and never suck his dick again. Like, I just (laughs) don't need it. (laughs) I would tell no one. I would just block it out immediately. (laughs) I mean, like, and also, also, you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say that the texture can be way worse than the taste. And if it's, if like, the texture is going to make me grossed out more than the taste of it. That's what I'll say. That's my spot commentary. is... (laughs) insane but so and I guess that brings it back to I guess that happened to somebody in real life the menopause thing but um it's not good and it's they clearly abandoned the rule that it had to have happened to you because they have no idea what they're doing no. now no literally none of the shit 95% of the shit that was written on this season of tv could not have physically happened to a real person <laughs> no <laughs> absolutely fucking not like you could not you could not convince me otherwise i mean i have a couple of other things and none of them are that important but it's just things that i want to point out the other thing that i hated about this show okay is the the first line of dialogue was a joke about covid oh my god and then they continue so it's um remember when we legally had to stand six feet away from each other oh my god you mean like currently still right now yeah i do and then miranda goes I miss it. Oh, and then fucking Bitsy Von Muffling shows up and they do yep. air kisses. Remember when we couldn't air kiss? And wow. he's like, I miss that. And it's like, if you're going to make COVID a thing in your show, first of all, don't because yeah. I don't think anyone's going to want to look back on it. And then second of all, it's like to act like it's just this total like, yeah. remember how crazy that fucking was? God, guys, and remember never... that like blip in our lives that was wild and crazy? Oh, miss it! <laughs> And then never reference it, never show a single person in a mask, act like it is completely eradicated, make fucking hack Zoom jokes. Like, oh, like when my husband died, like we didn't even know how to have a Zoom shiva. It's like, that's not fucking funny to anyone. I just don't mention COVID at all. No, it was. So I mean, that's pointless. your only option. I, I, I never want to see it in a show. I, I don't no. think it's. It, it's I just don't like think it's stupid. Like I remember, relevant. I remember, like I watched a couple uh, ep- uh, seasons of shows um, that tried to incorporate it, and I swear to God, by the end of every episode, like at the end of every season, they had just given up because they were like, "Wait, we actually don't need to pretend like these people need to wear masks anymore because no one wants to see that shit on TV." 
So well, why and- even talk about it? Why even mention it if it's not going to be part of the show? Then don't talk about it at all. Yeah, I think the way that people were talking about it in television shows was too optimistic. And they assumed by the time the show was airing, it would be over. And they were wrong. <laughs> Literally. So um, there were some other ones, but I didn't write it down. But there were so many like stupid ass COVID jokes that just like didn't work. Um, because like we just don't need to mention it. It's it's not necessary. Oh, it was the sourdough starter. It was Anthony's whole business, Hot oh, Fellas. Oh my which god! Is, literally, no one's interacting with their delivery people. The delivery people don't need to be hot. And nope. bread is not the kind of thing that you need delivered solo. I just don't he get had, it. I, I the whole business plan made no sense. He had like five hundred employees. I'm like, how is he even paying people, any of them? Like <laughs> enough of, enough people are ordering loaves of bread to be delivered that you're turning a profit to send a man out to drive a loaf to one See, that household? to me is like that's michael patrick king writing the show being like right isn't that how people like that's how people like order stuff right because like he doesn't personally do it because he's so rich so like this is like the writers like trying to depict like how people like order food and covid and they thought it was like hot men hot gay men in in shorts delivering bread around town 24 7 and it's like they had a list of like trending COVID themes and it's like Zoom funerals, uh, everybody was making sourdough, um, you know, yeah. I guess podcasts weren't really a, a COVID theme, but just stupid ass shit. Yeah. And so I it, like that business plan was a joke to me. It was um, so stupid. But I guess they needed something for him to do um, other than become Carrie's new gay best friend when her real one died. <laughs> <laughs> it would if they had just made him just like do what Stanford did, I could I could see them doing that. Just him being like, I actually took over Stanford's job uh, here in the U.S. Now that he's gone, I, if if they had known, I, I'm sure they would have handled it way worse. Literally, oh my Which god! Just like, how would that even be possible? Wait, you're actually so right about that. They would have fucked it up, but uh, beyond belief, if he had been like, "Hey, I'm gonna leave the show." <laughs> okay, the other <laughs> the other thing that I I need to um point out and it's like I don't even know how to tie this in except for it's just like so quintessential of how wrong they get this is um when Anthony invites a date over to Charlotte's house for dinner god and then he's like basically they say something about like holla or he's like hi I'm Harry Goldenblatt or something and he goes is this a Jewish dinner um not an appropriate question uh and they for some reason answer yes um, instead of just being like, we're Jewish people and you're at our house for dinner. But then the date goes, you know, the Holocaust is a hoax, right? And then Anthony just and goes, Anthony goes, get out! Get out! <laughs> that was the hardest I laughed. Oh, me and Josh, I think we rewound that like three times because it was so like, why was this in the show? literally the funniest moment from it the entire so thing. It was so funny. It was so funny. It was the, actually it was the loudest I laughed in the entire series. You're actually very right about that. Mario Cantone as much as I, I think it's it's weird and unearned that they made him Carrie's new gay best friend I think he was one of the best parts. He was. Show. And he looked really good. Like he looked <laughs> really good for like everybody else kind of didn't. Uh <laughs> I don't want to like be that person that's like um, talking about other people's looks, but I will say that Anthony looked great. 
I think that's how I'll phrase that. When they have the plastic surgery episode and they go to the office, Anthony and Carrie, and basically the plastic surgeon is like, Jonathan Groff. You know, (laughs) yes. It's like looking at Carrie, it's like, well, you can use a little work. And then she says something to the like effect of like, he's way older than me about Anthony. It's like, that can't be true. I'm like, there's (laughs) no way in hell that Anthony is way older than you, Carrie. Well, let me look it up right now and see how old Mario Cantone is because there is no fucking way. He's shut shut the fuck up. He's 62. He's 62. He looks so he good looks and then i think 49 i think um yeah She's so like sarah jessica parker 55. is 56 wow this is, really is not good years. news for her he's years older than her well i mean i guess you know they're right the <laughs> time is less kind to women <laughs> i am shocked 62 wait what there was another aspect of this documentary that we have oh oh um it was um I I recorded this on my phone so I'm gonna put it on the Instagram (laughs) Charlotte I'm sorry Kristen Davis during the recording of that documentary was she on drugs like Jesus Christ or is that just how she is like I have a scene of her that she's like talking like she is on Adderall and she's like well you know for me they wanted to give Charlotte these da, 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 lines and I'm no Charlotte's like do 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 but she's like da, 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 da. and I'm like are you fucking kidding me right now I me and Josh rewound it a bunch of times because like I was like crying tears coming down my face from her talking about Charlotte in terms of noises she I, I remember that I remember having the same reaction of being like that came off really stupid like Like you're not using words yeah like because she has no words oh my god I I just like funny it's funny to see their personalities because to me Kristen Davis seems very laid back which is surprising Cynthia Nixon seems like she may be annoying and maybe that's (laughs) true to um some of the changes that happened with uh Miranda and then Sarah Jessica Parker, I think, is a narcissist. And, like, she won't let herself look stupid. So, like, notice, like, like Miranda, like, saying weird shit about Naya's braids and, like, being so fucking awkward. And then Charlotte, like, all of the the things that Charlotte gets wrong, it's like, Carrie never does anything kind of fucking racist. Like, she doesn't have any of those botched interactions. Yeah, Sarah Jessica Parker in that documentary was, like, the way that she was acting like what they were filming was like going to be like the literal greatest piece of like television to ever exist and me watching it after already have seen that season of tv i can't take her seriously i mean she her trying on the outfits and acting like it was going to be life-changing for her to wear certain outfits that when they showed the scene i was like that scene was three seconds long and you're wearing a coat so I actually did see that outfit at all so okay (laughs) I know and she she so up her own ass like she freaks out about stuff like again I think it was probably a good note but it seemed like a whole lot of work for something that probably a lot of people wouldn't have caught but basically her closet was super neat and organized and she's a million not even exaggerating so it's like yeah she has a lot of fucking nice shit and then she's like, this isn't true to the show. So they add in some, you know, like a belt that she wore yep. in the movie and like some. Her stuff. CDs. Carrie's stuff. Yeah. 
but so I she cares a lot which I think is nice but it's to the point where she is very clearly tyrannical on mm-hmm. set and mm-hmm. I am sure the assistants fucking hate her oh and I'm sure that no one that has ever worked on the show is questioning why Kim Cattrall is not there <laughs> I, I know mean, they fucking hated each other I love their feud it's one of my favorite celebrity feuds of all time uh the Instagram of it all I love it Kim uh, what do you literally mean? What call her on? out on Instagram and be like you're not my friend at Sarah oh I've seen when her i think it was her her brother her died her dad oh yeah and it was just like don't don't publicly tell me sorry like i hate yep. you yep i was so glad when she told her to her, like uh, publicly like you're not my friend Ugh, one of my favorite celebrity feuds but um yeah. i will say that you're right cynthia nixon seemed really annoying because like when she got to direct that episode first of all it was one of the worst episodes um of all time and of the show and so already i was like embarrassed for her because of that but also how she was like new to it and how she was talking about it was like so embarrassing she was like you know like they want you to say like this this and this and it was a lot of work it was a lot and, and you know if you if you don't know something you have to say i don't know and then they directly cut to someone asking her question and her pausing for a really long time and then going i don't know <laughs> that like she doesn't know what she's doing it's that thing of people not understanding their lanes it's like when like actresses want to like come out with an album or like actors want to direct or like models want to be in movies it's like just because you're good at a thing and around people that do a different thing doesn't mean that you can do the different thing I don't know I just I feel like actors she love to, to think be that they a director. can direct. Yeah, she. And she, she I don't think she did that good of a job. It was. It was one of the worst episodes. <laughs> just, I just the, the documentary was like, oh my god, very eye opening because these people I like also, thought that what they were doing was good, and that scares me. I, I wish that I could see the cut of it that didn't take out everything related to John Noth or Chris me too. Noth. Me too. Um, because clearly they they didn't mention him at all. Um, and I just would have liked to understand, like, what did you have to change when yes. the rape allegations came out? And also, like, just they didn't even discuss why they killed Big. And I just I would have not that I, I wanted him to die, but I just wanted them to say, like, when we were like, let's go back to these characters. Why? Like, yeah to do what because you I know fucked it and up so bad I knew I guess I kind of knew they were not going to talk about him on the documentary but it would have been nice for them to say like one fucking thing and just been like hey we're going to be transparent about this blah 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 this is you know I don't know I just feel like they should have said like one thing like it was a thing that happened and they were acting like it didn't happen it was the what the whole season hinged around started yes. and ended with and they didn't mention it. They didn't talk about it at all. Not one time. Yeah. So these people are just very like, I just really question Michael Patrick King as a person. Um, I do too. Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, did you hate in the docuseries? SJP. MPK. Blah, blah, blah. They kept giving these fucking shorthand nicknames. I'm like, stop. I fucking hate these people. Like, like And like. I, you know, I was one of like the biggest fans of the series. Like I have seen that series like 30 times through. I can quote every episode, but like I, this damaged me. This, this series damaged me and my love. 
Uh, same here. And I think I'm waiting for somebody to write a salacious tell-all because the other thing that I'm wondering is me too. So Darren Star is the creator. Oh, you're they right. Drop his name once. It's so when Carrie and fucking MPK are fighting about that damn hat, which was oh my so God. funny, especially after you talked about how stupid the hats were, and he tells her she can't wear the hat, and she cries. She literally cries. She literal, cr- literal tears, and also, the hat was basically falling apart. I feel like people need to know. It was ugly, and it was weird, and it was going to be in so many scenes. So anyway, so she doesn't wear the hat, and she cries, and she says, like, Carrie is our child like I'm the mom and PK is like her dad Ew. basically and then she she was like well you know like Darren was her original <gasps> I can't remember if it says parent or something but it's like but then she just kind of glosses over it and I think there was like a change of hands at some point and I want to know if that was like Ooh. I want to know where the bad blood is like is there bad blood with Pat Field is there bad blood with yeah. Darren Star obviously there's fucking bad blood with Kim Cattrall let's yeah let's interview her let's see what she has to say about all of these people I just I feel like you're right I feel like there's some things that like we don't know about and I'm like it's shocking that we don't know anything like what is why why did Pat Fields not do this show like where's Pat Field like so I don't understand I think she does does she do Emily in Paris that makes me want to die well, the clothes are even worse on Emily in Paris. Let me. I watched, I think, two whole minutes of that show, and I was like, "Nope, nope, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it." Oh yeah, okay. So she does Emily in Paris. So wow, um, it was like Pat Field's idea to get Molly. So I guess maybe she was just busy. Like maybe she was dressing Emily in Paris. Yeah, but, but like to me, what is the most iconic thing of, of Pat Field's entire life? It's Sex in the City. That's what she is yeah. literally known for is dressing Sarah Jessica Parker. Like literally. And she is like, no, I'm good. I'm not going to be a part of this. <laughs> like, she fucking knew. She probably got a hold of a script and she was like, I refuse to do the costumes for this shit. Like I'm not being a part. <laughs> That's what I like to think. <laughs> Okay. What? Well, I, so I'm going to have to watch this and maybe do like a, a follow up in the comments oh. when you post on Instagram. But I Googled it and um, and just like that drama, Pat oh. Field talks about Cynthia Nixon. <gasps> what is the drama? I'm so glad that I did this before <gasps> we stopped talking about it. What is it? And just like that, stylists respond to claims that Cynthia Nixon was a nightmare to work with. <gasps> Oh my god. I can't believe of every person is Cynthia Nixon. I'm gonna fucking die. <gasps> Pat Field bowed out of the revival. I know those gals. Sarah Jessica thinks she knows everything and she does. Cynthia Nixon thinks she knows everything and she doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's an insane burn. And it just makes me think that we were right her. that Cynthia Nixon sucks yeah I, I i feel like it was very apparent from her clips in the documentary i was like ew like and that's surprising to me that's surprising to me i know it's it's really too bad um i know but well, do you so, think do you think there's going to be a season two of the show i was just about to ask the <laughs> same thing um my answer is 
Hell yes, I do. I, and do I can't too. wait. And I was going to ask you like what you want to happen. I for don't even know. The characters. I, I I don't even know. I can't even think that far ahead. Like I, I I don't like based off of what I just saw. They could have Carrie like go to space, and I would be like, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure she did that. Like fashion in space, or so. I I don't know. I just for the I, podcast. <laughs> Well, she's got enough money. She can just like, like she's Elon Musk. Just yeah. go to space for twelve seconds like, and talk this... about it on her podcast. But, wait, that actually checks out because this show clearly like the things they they that they sorry the things that they think are relevant are like actually from a year and a half ago. So do you remember when <laughs> everybody was going to space? I bet you Carrie's gonna go to fucking space. Like, I would die. I just saying. I I really can't wrap my red my head around like what I think is going to happen. Like I guess I think that Che is not going to come back, and that's the only thing that I know that I have a theory on is that Che is going to be a no. <laughs> but so, uh, I don't know. What do you think? I think Che will come back, but I do think that the negative reaction to their character. Um, is going to affect how it's written in the next season because apparently yes. Sara Ramirez uh, posted a statement about <gasps> how much everyone hates Jay. Um, saying what? Shit, is this new? I feel like I've been keeping up with this and I didn't see this. Is it on Instagram? Yeah, let me pull this up too. Um, I'm also pulling it up. I'm very aware of the hate that exists online. But I have to protect my own mental health and my own artistry. It's way more important to me because I'm a real human being, proud of the representation, built a character who is an, a human being, who is imperfect, who is complex, who is not here to be liked, and who's not here for anybody's approval. They're here to be themselves. Uh... But then Sarah Ramirez also uh... noted that they were not in control of the writing. Because that's the thing. is <sighs> None of the hate is directed at no binary people no. or it's it's because it's, it's a the badly depiction written character yes yeah it's, it's, it's not good representation no it's an offensive representation and i think it's like we're not hating sarah ramirez or like we're not uh it's like we're hating that this is of all the depictions of a non-binary person that this is what we get like the writing was me- not good this makes me really mad because I, um, when I Googled it, I pulled up an article and they, they're talking about some, they're, they're quoting somebody being like, people have a real problem with non-gender conforming individuals. That's not it. No, that, I swear that is to not you. any, that has nothing to do with it. Like I could give le- not, like less of a shit about how they rep- like present themselves like gender wise. It's more about that. It's not real. It's not true to a real non-binary person. Like I just, so, I actually think I'm going to walk this back because thinking about how much conversation Che has generated as a oh. character. I do think Che is going to be in the next season. I hope it doesn't work out because there's no reason for it to. Miranda Wait. is bringing nothing to the table. Che is like fucking all of everybody all over New York. Well, I guess it'll be LA, but I don't think Che wants to be in a monogamous relationship with a 55 year old mom. Um, uh, yeah, so... see, it doesn't make logical sense, but I could see okay, I guess I changed my mind. I guess I could see them being in the show but, like, not every episode and almost like a way to, like, maybe they'll split the show between LA and New York or something. 
like I think so too. Like maybe show... that'll be the tie-in of like Miranda Chad. has to come back because she's a mom and she has a child. Um, yeah. Yeah. and then has maybe she wants to stay in school. Um, and so like a long distance thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It could be like a long distance thing. Yeah, you're right. That then falls apart because it's just not destined to work. Um, Charlotte, I mean, like. I don't care. They're going to make up some bullshit with her. I, they need to I literally don't do care. something else. They need to do something else with Rock. Um, try yeah. again. See if they can do a little yeah. better this time because I hate Rock. Um, yeah. Rock's a little bitch. <laughs> nothing else going on there. I just don't well, give a fuck. Also, you know what I'm going to be really interested in is the depiction of Samantha on a season two. What are they going to do? I know. They just keep it text still? Just just always a little text? Like, is it going to escalate? Like, I mean, it can't. I think they're going to, I think they're going to stop. I think they're going to stop mentioning her. I think they're going to be like, we met for drinks. We buried the hatchet. We're not friends anymore. And You're I think she's never so going to come up again. Right. Carrie is going to be like talking about it at brunch and she's going to be like, yep. Well, I mean, you know, that's all said and done. Like, she's going to have some quip about how they're done. Like, they're it's good. so annoying. <sighs> And I'm then really, Carrie I'm getting mad about season two. It hasn't even happened. I know. <laughs> um, that being said, yeah, what's can't up enough. I do want there to be a season two. I like this guy for her. I'm interested in her being single again, her being ready to date. I think that'll be fun. Um, well, I'm I'm not against this guy. It's just that they threw him in after they had given three to four episodes with another man, and then uh, all of a sudden he's just there to kiss her and give her a podcast at the end of the show. He has no, he has no personality, no nope. qualities What's other his than name? he's hot. No one knows, and he he's tells hot. her he that he tells her she's good at her job, which is not true. <laughs> so she loves him because he's already lying to her. Oh, and she, lo- it's exactly what she wants to hear. Oh, this makes so much sense of why Carrie likes this guy. I like Seema. I I like Seema because she's fun. She's almost like as close to a Samantha as we're going to get, even though she's not really like having that much sex until oh, she meets her, her boy. Right. Who was Carrie's Prada man. And they're, he's just a new person now. Literally? That buys burger, that gives, or, you know, the burger shirt. Um, no, I know who Prada man is, but is that literally the same actor? It's, yeah, it's the same actor. Stop right now. That's usually something that I already know. You're telling me something that I did not know. I'm pissed about it because that was a great character what? and he was straight and they tried to set him up with uh, Charlotte at the play. Yeah. Oh my God. I miss sex in the city. I, I, I have to start watching sex in the city. The again. actual show is just compared to this pile of shit. So fucking good. I would love for burger to come back. I, I would like, for no, to come back, not for them burger. to get together. Why do you need burger to come back? You like, just, burger? you know, so that was one of the things that I did like about, and just like that is kind of like the fan service. Like Susan Sharon um, yeah. killed it. Scene yep. stealer. <laughs> yeah, I am glad she, that she is back. She was funny to me. I, you know, it's like I don't want her to end up with Berger, and I don't want her to end up with Aiden, even though I know there's no. so many Aiden people out there. But I just I like old characters coming yeah. back, even though they've done most of them so badly. You're, but you're not really, mentioning give them another Russian shot at all. You don't want the Russian to come. <laughs> Oh no, I do not. I totally forgot about him. Literal worst character I think the show could ever do other than Che. It's like Che and the Russian. Like who's worse? Like I don't know. Yeah, which is why it's like Miranda's story is ending if they ended the series with Carrie moving to Paris. (laughs) It's like you're making a huge mistake. Literally. Like I... It was exhausting. It was a wild ride. It was very exhausting. But it was fun. It was. was. And I...
I think there will be a season two. I do too. I mean, it, it, everyone watches it whether they like it or not. So if it gets viewers, it's going to get a second season. Absolutely. I have to separate it from the show. The show. As I had to do with the movies, uh, the original show, because it's just it, – it's ruining something that I love. Yep. So it's you have to look at it as its own thing. Um, but that I being do. said – that being said, I, I think I think maybe they'll get a little better. I, there were some things I liked about it. Um, very few. Wow, Carrie's hair. So much more optimistic about this than I will ever be. I just I don't know. I just I I'm glad that it happened, even though. Wow. Even though there's there's a lot of problems with it. You are I just so guess. much nicer about this. Like I vehemently hate this. <laughs> I this, this show is bad, but I'm still I gonna don't watch know it. why. <laughs> I just am rooting for for them to turn this around, get a little better. I think they need to write Naya out. If I'm being they honest, they need to hire us as writers. Number one, we know the goddamn characters front and back of the originals. Literally, like I'm gonna say this, and I feel like it's gonna sound really pathetic, but it's like almost for fun. It's like I want to like rewrite this season, literally. <laughs> and fix it and be like how could I have made this good uh me and Josh have done that for Law and Order SVU before it's actually quite fun (laughs) oh I I, and I like when you you did that for I don't know if it was Scream I feel like there was something where you like came up with a plot for something and I had so much fun oh it might Um, have been Scream I think it might have been Scream season uh uh, like the newest one hadn't come out yeah and Josh were like what do we want to happen I love coming like me and Josh love pseudo writing TV and movies. I think it's so fun. Like just coming up with an idea and you're like, yeah, that was better than anything I saw on TV. So (laughs) meanwhile, it's like, I don't know. I thought I wanted to defend the writers, but I don't even know if I can. I want to be like, I'm sure they're great writers and it's just really hard. I don't know if they are. You know what? I'm going to go on IMDb after this. I'm going to look up the writers and see what else they've written for. That's what I'm interested if, in. If I can make a request um, yes. for when you're doing the Instagram. Yes. We didn't get to talk about it, but I would love to see a screen cap with um, subtitles of Che doing so much weed, doing oh. a ton of weed since they were 13. Yep. Um, Miranda, I've done a ton of weed being literally cracked out on weed so that they don't remember what happened three hours ago what is weed doing to che che (laughs) is being affected in a way that no one else is by marijuana yeah like che's like che's smoking like laced weed and doesn't know it like i think that's also what's happening (laughs) i'm like i'm like che we all smoke weed okay uh no one's acting like you (laughs) also Yes, for for normalizing weed, not a big deal. Che does be smoking weed in inappropriate places. Absolutely, Absolutely. in an elevator and yeah. at a funeral seems with a team. Like I know that people say you can't be addicted, but Che seems pretty addicted to the to doing weed. I just feel like there's moments where it's like, yeah, I I don't think it's cool that you're smoking weed here, and it's like okay, there's two. <laughs> There's two Shay quotes that I love. The first one was Miranda, I've done a ton of weed. And then the <laughs> second one was Miranda going, I was craving me some Shay. I wanted to die. I wanted to die. I I, 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 I have no words. I was craving me some Shay. Uh, anyway, what are your any last thoughts? I think I I think I'm completely 
I think we've literally talked about every single thing that I wanted to talk about. I know. I think so too. Um, Which is exciting. I'm a little... I'm a little sad that this is over. And I know. Also, the season is over because I feel like I have nothing to look forward to except for fucking depressing ass euphoria. Um, I know. Which euphoria I do, I do really love. is a downer. <laughs> Let's get Che in euphoria. Oh, doing some weed Wait. with Rue. <laughs> Once it's like Che moved out to LA. Pilot season didn't work out. Oh my god, I cannot. I cannot. <laughs> I'm glad that we got to talk about it and. I'm sorry, Che two. on Euphoria. Che on Euphoria. Che on Euphoria. I can't get it out of my head. Just like Che trying to be like, yeah, I do a ton of weed. And then Rue being like, have you ever done fentanyl? <laughs> <laughs> che immediately ODs and dies. <laughs> Wait, I need someone online to do a parody if Che was on Euphoria. How is this not? That's like the two things on the internet right now. How have people not merged them together? <laughs> a crossover episode that nobody wants or needs i cannot i cannot i i literally think that that would be a better season of tv then and so it goes no and just like that okay now you know i i I, this is how we'll end this i used to call this show so hard to watch but now we Mm -hmm. say me and josh reference it as thank god it's over (laughs) that's literally what we call it and that's where I will leave you. <laughs> um, what a treat. On. Thank you so much for coming back on the pod. Um, I, please come back anytime. Obviously, you know you have a standing invitation for Grey's World. And also, if season two comes back, me and you are doing weekly episodes. Because I was going to say. We, we have to do it weekly. There's so many things that I'm sure we'll realize we missed. The one that I'm really glad that came up was um, the Holocaust is a hoax, right? Get out! Oh my god. Like, <laughs> that, can you put that in the, that the Instagram moment, too? Yeah. I'm really going to try to find that one. I'm just going to record these on my phone. Like, I'm just going <laughs> to watch these episodes again, just record them. I know there's so many things. The Instagram's really going to be hard to narrow down this week. <laughs> Except. Well, I guess you probably will do like a another catch up, but it's like all we talked about was euphoria and just like that. Yeah, that's that's the basically the gist of Grey's World <laughs> at this moment. Uh, the only thing that I, it's going on in my life, literally, no, are those two TV shows. Yeah, that, so like I've got nothing. I've got nothing else. <laughs> that is my life. Oh my god. Well, thank you so much. I don't even know what else to say. Thank God that we are such fans of this show. Like. No one else could have done this episode better than me and you. Just I saying. cannot wait until the next one. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh my god! Well, thanks so much. Um, uh, please come back on soon. We'll talk about any TV or movie that you want to, or pop culture moment, Ooh, or celebrity feud. Because I'm thinking an SJP Kim Cattrall moment might be fun, like a celeb feud situation. Mm-hmm.